Uh-oh, stream time alert. Woo, woo, woo. You know what that sound means. It's now streaming. Well, gotta stream. I'm too old for this stream. Welcome to Now Streaming. Now Streaming on Now Streaming, where we learn what we are now streaming. Now you gotta ask yourself, did I watch three movies or four? I came in to do two things. Shoot bubblegum and tell you what I've been streaming. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I got you for 15 minutes. I'll stream what she's streaming. Honey, where are my streams? I streamed you, Bruce. I streamed you. It ain't about how hard you can stream. It's about how hard you can get streamed and keep streaming forward. That's how streaming is done. What we've got here is a failure to stream. We're streaming along because it's now streaming time. How do you spell that? Now, now streaming. streaming. This week on Now Streaming. Welcome to this week's episode of Now Streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. I am one of your hosts, Kyle, along with Drew. And Drew, one of them is more handsome, and the other one spells his name with a U. Uh, this week on Now Streaming, uh, wanted to catch you guys up on a couple things. I know that you guys, we talked about, we talked about what we do in the shadows a little bit a couple weeks ago. But are yeah. you guys watching what we do in the shadows? I do not watch the TV show. I've just seen the movie. I've mm. The show is great from you guys. Uh, I've watched the first two seasons when they came out. Is, are you telling me that there's a third? Are they there is a third. It is <sighs> seven or eight episodes in. Yeah. And need y'all to catch up because there was some wild things that happened this week that I don't have anybody to talk to them about. And I would like to talk to you guys about it. I would love to hear your take on the vampire meeting of all of the famous yes. vampires. With, with Blade on the <laughs> iPad. <laughs> That was so great. That was Wesley so great. Snipes zooming in. Yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. They do another one similar to that uh, in the third uh, third season. They have a, a meeting, which has got some other A-list or B-list uh, movie stars that involve vampires. Uh, also, Succession is back. I don't know. We've never talked about Succession on this pod before, but I really liked the first two seasons of Succession. Season three just started a couple of weeks ago. You guys in on Succession? No? I've seen... Several of the first season episodes. Uh, I was trying to find somebody to watch with my wife at the time, and she yeah. like wasn't buying that. And I was like, "All right, let's <laughs> move on and find something else." Uh, so I'm coming back to it eventually. But it's it's one of those shows where just like all of the characters are the worst, and like you kind of just have to get over that they're all going to be terrible and just like find it funny how terrible they are. Uh, but it's really really good. Season two is good. Season three started off with a bang as well. Oh, man, I want to find something that we can all talk about together. Here we go. Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. Uh, I watched it based off Crawford's recommendation from a couple weeks ago. And it starts off with Rob Lowe turning around and saying, Hi, I'm Rob Lowe, and you're not. And at that moment, I was like hook, line, and sinker. I was like, I'm in watching this whole thing. And it was incredible. <laughs> if you're a movie nerd, it is impossible not to enjoy Attack of the Hollywood Clichés. That was a great recommendation, Crawford. Yes. Um, one, for then, one for 20. Not bad. Uh, and then final two things I want to point out. Uh, I just, my next franchise I'm knocking down. So I'm going to knock out Hunger Games. Watch the first uh, Hunger Game. Uh, Watch the first Hunger Game games uh, last night. Enjoyed it. I think that movie makes some really weird choices in terms of oh, like yeah. making a movie. Like it's oh, yeah. all Jason Bourne shaky cam the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
and it doesn't need to be <laughs> like there are moments when you could use it but it does not need to be the whole time and it's the whole goddamn movie i thought um, so have you seen the franchise before or is this your first time watching any of them i thought i had seen the first one at one point and then about halfway through the movie i looked at my wife and said i have never seen this or <laughs> i have just it's been a decade and i don't remember it at all in so, case uh, there's a listener listening to this i don't know eight years into the future when we hit it big and they're going back through our uh franchise uh, when these movies are coming out, it was just like after, like a year or two after Harry Potter had hit it big and all these books were being turned into franchises yeah. and Hunger Games was next and then Divergent and then Maze Runner and then insert a couple of the less popular ones. <laughs> but I was literally watching a trailer for the third Hunger Games movie in theaters for something else and I saw it come on and I was watching it and it took me a minute and a half into the trailer for the third Hunger Games movie to realize no this is the second Divergent movie I had gotten the main <laughs> characters mixed up that's funny uh, yeah but it's yeah, a good I, franchise I, I I think I enjoyed a little bit of it but I think it makes some really strange decisions and it, it kind of kept me from enjoying it as much as I probably would have if I watched it when I came out when they were 17 uh, when they were first released in theaters um, and then finally, uh, I'm getting big into horror movies now for some reason. If you guys have seen Ready or Not, uh, if you haven't, I would suggest yes, Samara Weaving, so Hugo good. Weaving's daughter, as the star. I think she's fantastic. Mm -hmm. She was also in the Nine Perfect Strangers TV show, which was really good. Um, no idea. Yeah, she is fantastic. It is a really messed up family she marries into, mm -hmm. and they always play a game of hide and seek and uh it's it's messed up it's it's not necessarily horror but it is thriller and it is super mm -hmm. graphic um <laughs> but it is one of my favorite quote-unquote horror movies um so if this halloween season you are wanting to watch something kind of scary but it's really funny uh, it's a really dark comedy uh, ready or not i believe is on hulu yeah i was gonna say the first time i saw the trailer for that it did make me think of um closer vibes to cabin in the woods than like a real yeah. true horror movie because it looks like it was kind of poking fun at some of horror yes. movie cliches and stuff yeah and uh uh oh man i'm gonna forget the guy's name who's from the oc or adam brody. One of those. thank you adam brody isn't it and he, he is just great, great. <laughs> he's just so good in that movie yeah and that was my first time i think seeing samara weaving and i think she's fantastic so i would highly suggest uh ready or not this uh october for your viewing pleasure even though by the time i post this it's probably gonna be november so what are you gonna do uh drew allen what have you been watching man i'm so glad you asked um let's see here what have I, the main thing i watched is a little old movie i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's called citizen kane am i pronouncing that right kane how was tell it me, was it terrible tell me more no, I actually enjoyed I was fully expecting to be like, wow, this is going to be a snooze fest. I cannot wait to, but you have to watch. If you have a movie podcast or if you say that you like movies, inevitably this movie will come up eventually. A lot like The Godfather, which nobody told me about. They warned <laughs> me, you got to watch that movie. So I thought I'd carry on the tradition of watching the movies I was supposed to watch before I start telling people I like movies. Uh, and I sat down to watch Citizen Kane for the first time. And I'd gone through like eight years of my life being embarrassed that I hadn't seen this movie and tried to hide that fact. And then like two or three years of people being like, eh, it doesn't really hold up. It's not that good. And then I finally got to a point after all of that to be like, okay, I am ready to watch this movie without any influence from anybody else. And I sat down not knowing what it was about at all. And I actually was thoroughly impressed for a, a black and white movie made 
however long ago. I don't, I, I, I put it on at one point in time in college and I fell asleep uh, first like 30-ish minutes. Mm-hmm. I never put, picked it back up. Uh, but you're saying I should go back and finish it? I would say if you're in the mood and are able to, okay, I'm going to be able to sit through some longer scenes. Yeah. I'm going to be able to sit through some longer scenes. I'm going to be able to, you know, there's a lot of cuts of the movies that are just like slow fade outs of one scene and slow fade ins of another scene. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of things that you would not happen nowadays. And so you kind of got to get geared up for a different type of cinema. But I think the story overall is pretty good. Cool. I'll check that out at some point in time. I, you know, feel like I should. feel like I need to. Like you said, feel like you have to. Right. Yeah. And that's the only reason I watched it. And I was not upset. And that's my scathing review. Hot, my HSO. <laughs> pretty good. So Anything else? A lot of times it can be flavored by, hey, this is the greatest movie ever made. Never watch a movie that someone tells you is the greatest movie ever made. Until... Unless it's Armageddon. <laughs> In which case you should watch it a lot. You're so right. All the time. <laughs> I watched Armageddon this weekend again. <laughs> Incredible. Are you watching anything else? Um, I do we know? I don't think so. I, oh, oh yes, I did. Inside Job is a cartoon very similar to Rick and Morty on Netflix. Uh, it's kind of like I, I think of it as like, uh, oh hey, everybody likes Rick and Morty, so let's do that animation style. But instead of like space travel dementia, it's like government conspiracy theories run by Men in Black type of thing. Is Dan Harmon involved anyway? I don't think Dan Harmon's involved. Mm -hmm. I can't say for certain, but it's definitely not that level of meta jokes, but the conspiracy theories kind of gets you that flavoring a little bit. And somebody told me that a character on that show reminded me, reminded them of me. And it was both a scathing and accurate review of my personality, (laughs) I feel like. And so I got to do a lot of introspection. That's what's going on in my life. Crawford, what have you been streaming? I watched a lot of movies this weekend, including uh, three on Saturday night. I think we started at like 9 p.m. Your poor and wife. Just kept convincing my wife, like, this will be fun. Uh, and the first one I have to get to is uh, Charlie. And I watched several things, so like I'm just going to pop around. But uh I have a confession to make to everybody. I watched a movie this weekend uh, called Charlie Wilson's War, which is fantastic. If you've never Tom seen Hanks. it. Yes, it is Tom Hanks. This, I have not seen it. I have been talking about this movie like I knew what it was for a long time and thought it was a different movie. And like a very different movie because another movie also came out in 2007, my freshman year of high school. And it was called Charlie Bartlett. And that was a teenage coming of age movie with like (laughs) Anton Yelich or whatever and Robert Downey Jr. And I saw the previews for both of those movies my freshman year of high school, never actually seeing either movie. (laughs) I got the titles confused. So it's been 15 years. And I thought, I was like, oh, I'll finally watch that movie I wanted to see when I was in high school about that teenager. And turned on Charlie Wilson's War, knowing Tom Hanks was in Charlie Wilson's War, but just thought he was the dad in the movie. And man, was I surprised. Like 20 minutes in, I was like, where's the kid? (laughs) That's tough. 
And I spent a long time afterwards being like, what did I think this movie was? Wow. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's a trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited. That movie was fantastic. You should watch it. Tom Hanks is great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, RIP. He's fantastic. Yeah. I'm also super excited to watch Charlie Bartlett this weekend because that's going to be temper, next. Temper expectations <laughs> on that one for sure. Okay. So maybe yeah. I got the better end of that deal. You, yeah, you probably figured it out the right way. Yeah. Okay. So if you were only going to watch one, I would have watched that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so another movie I had never seen before and was like, well, hopefully I get this one right, was 10 Things I Hate About You. Heath Ledger. Uh, yes. Yeah, R.I.P. Great. Um, friend of the podcast. And mm-hmm. it was so fun. What's the, uh, uh, what's the lead's name in that? Um, Joseph Styles. Julia Styles. Is that her name? Yes. No. I can look it up real quick if you want. Mm. I don't think so. Do, are we going to edit around us getting it wrong or do we want no, for to? sure yeah okay well i now know that we're not going to because kyle was right the first time it's julia styles and now it's staying in the podcast <laughs> and gabrielle union what yes. out of that's all incredible the, out of all the chick flicks that's not the worst one but it is kind of the most like ridiculous like it does all of the romantic comedy tropes you know or yeah. did it drew it's been a while since i've seen it but well, you get the I mean, him singing to her on the PA system and yeah. you get the whole like going out for her for a bet thing or whatever. If, like, if you had given me a character reel of an actor and that scene showed up on it, I would not choose that actor to play the Joker. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm sitting here doing a podcast to dozens of viewers and somebody out in Hollywood is making buku bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you enjoy 10 Things I Hate About You, though? I did. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and more importantly, my wife enjoyed it a lot, which was great because I needed her to like whatever movie was coming up. So I could be like, well, let's watch a third one. Let's one keep more. that train going. Uh, so we took a hard right turn and was like, you know, what would be fun. Let's watch a nostalgic movie from our childhood. What are what decom original movies are out here? And uh, we watched Brink. Yes. Pup and Suds. Yes. Team Pup and Suds. Team Pup and Suds for life. You just keep that nostalgic energy up and never watch that movie again. Just <laughs> let it let it sit in your brain with the uh, the gorgeous fun that you had as a child. How did we ever think inline skating was cool? I don't know like if we thought minute. it was cool. Yeah, I, I don't did. know. <laughs> I did for sure. I don't I think did. I ever thought it was cool, but I thought that that guy was awesome, regardless of the fact that he was skating. I just looked up the cover to the movie and the bones on the side of my ankles just started to get blisters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to take your recommendation. And not Have watch you that. never seen Brink? Uh, it's not ringing a bell to me. Is that anything like Johnny Tsunami? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they aren't they all kind of the same? Yeah, aren't they all kind of? Yeah. At one point, Disney Channel was like, what are some weird, like kind of off centered sports and then we'll make them cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Inline skating, surfing, jump skiing, roping. jump roping, bowling, Al- alley cat strikes. Alley cats. Alley- oh, God, that was a good one. That was a great one. Yeah. But she just spins it at the end. Mm-hmm. To win. Oh, my God. Let me summarize a, a, a straight-to-TV movie from Disney, and you tell me which one it is, okay? Uh, <laughs> Outcast moves into town, new town with his family, 
picks up a random sport he's never tried before. <laughs> Short montage of him becoming the best at it. And then he defeats the bully at his school in said local news channel event. Well, first of all, he has to betray the person that first introduced him to the sport to join oh. the cool kids for the sport. Nice. And then he's got to go back to the, his original friend at the end. But he still gets the girl. It. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The correct answer was Jump In, the Double Dutch movie starring Corbin <laughs> Blue. It is uh, pretty similar to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> pretty similar. To uh, so then other things I, I strung, or streamed. Wow. Uh, uh, the Titans season finale, season three. I don't know if oh. you guys like Titans or not. No spoilers. I'm not there yet. I'm okay. so many behind. I'm four or five behind. Okay. I uh, love that show, though. I really enjoy that show. Yeah, I. It scratches a superhero itch for me. I like yeah. that DC is just you know getting some more things out there. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely some characters that I'm like, you kind of suck, but like, which Titan is your least favorite Titan? Uh, Jason Todd. Oh, what? Really? By, okay. by far. I kind of like him. Uh, the Gar, uh, the Beast Boy, you don't like he Beast doesn't Boy? do anything. He's oh. the worst. He's there just for exposition purposes. But that's He's always I mad like at him. somebody. <laughs> yeah. I and like him nothing. because he has no like real skill. He's just like, I kind of like the team and I want to like help him out. Like, uh, yeah, you get to see his powers develop. It's kind of fun. So the first season of Titans, they're like, oh, He's this guy. He turns into a tiger. He's like, you know, the animal creature on the team that does animal stuff. And then in season two, they get crypto. So, like, they already have Superman in dog form. Now you just got Beast Boy over there. It's like, what do you do again? Why are you? What good do you do for us? I, I love that he's like really insecure about the fact that he can't turn into other animals. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Uh, it also just makes me laugh knowing that every time he does turn into that tiger, he's completely naked. And yeah. so he has to be like awkward teen about like where are my clothes ever like when he comes back. That's a fun thing. That's a fun show that takes itself too seriously, but also can laugh at the fact that it's taking itself too seriously, you know? It's kind of like yeah. you feel good watching it. Whereas yeah. you get out of Batman vs. Super and you're like, God, did we take that whole thing way too serious? Maybe. Yeah, just deep breaths the whole time. <laughs> um uh and then a couple nights ago, watched You've Got Mail for like the one millionth time. It's just real still hitting home. Can't get enough Tom Hanks. Uh, this time I knew I was getting Tom Hanks, like for real. Does that make it uh, better or worse? When Is a surprise Tom Hanks like the best Tom Hanks? Mm, I don't know. He's good all the way around. <laughs> uh, and then finally, and I saved this one best for last, I watched Dune on Friday. Uh, <sighs> it's so good, guys. I yeah. highly recommend it. That surprised uh, me based on the original that I spent two and a half hours of my life devoted to. Yeah, I would say don't. Uh, but this one, and neither of you have seen it yet, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Well, uh, it's still fairly new, so I'm not going to spoil it for listeners either. I have not read the book. I'll give that uh, you know warning up front. I'm sure there's like five million people who are going to be like, it's not as good as the book. It's like, all right, I don't know. Um, I had a really fun time watching it. Uh, I was also kind of like not sure about Timothy Chalamet, and he did really good. Um, Oscar Isaac crushed it. Uh, also, like everybody's in this movie. Like, I know we talked yeah. about that before. Oh, also, uh, my theory still exists Scars Guards Forever 
There's a scarred, scarred everything. Since like 2015, they're like, uh, contractually, we have to have a scarred, scarred in this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they have overall, like studio producers, but they've got some blackmail that are getting them, their family, some power trips. Um, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. It turns out Nicolas Cage is actually a scars guard, so it is confirmed. There and there. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's funny. Cage guard. Uh, he so Dune. My one complaint on it is that it didn't wrap up in a super compelling way. It really set up for the second movie, uh, yeah. which hey, I get it. But also, like, I was here for two hours and forty minutes, so like, give me something. Um, but it is really fun. It's visually stunning. Um, I will say it was kind of like the best parts of Star Wars and Chronicles of Riddick <gasps> and, Blade, and Blade Runner How and Sicario the all like thrown into one movie. So there's like wow. beautiful <laughs> scape shots. There's a lot of like grays and blacks and tans uh, and like futuristic goth from Blade Runner. Hell yeah. Uh, but then like all the worlds are really cool, like Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, oh, and yes. they do they do my favorite thing, which I talk about with like John Wick and stuff like that, of like world building, where instead of just looking down the camera and being like, this is exactly what you need to know. Uh, <laughs> or like midichlorians. And let me tell you about midichlorians. Uh, they just kind of talk and then know that you'll figure it out as the viewer eventually, like what these people are. And, yeah. you know, these mystic societies they have over here and the intergalactic battle that's going on. And they're just like, yeah, you'll figure it out eventually. So just keep going. And uh, it's really fun. I had a great time. Good, I'm excited. I mean, and you watched it at home, right? I did. Okay. Jason Momoa has said that everybody needs to go out in theaters to watch it or else. And I I really do take him at his word that he, he might kill me if I don't watch it in theaters, so. Yeah, I'm going to try to get out and do that this weekend. Yeah. I will say one other thing on that uh, Dune movie is that they do a really good job of um, visions and dreams. There are a lot of those throughout Dune, the series, and I feel like it's really hard in cinema to translate visions in a book to on screen without making them look really stupid. And they do a pretty good job of kind of letting that develop and play out and uh, doing it in a pretty well done way. Uh, if you guys are streaming something that we're not, please feel free uh, to hit us up at ntpydpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter, ntpydpodcast. Thanks for listening. This is not the podcast you deserve.